The Cardboard and Cracker Jacks podcast is a proud member of the TSPN, the Timeski Podcast Network. You can catch our podcast on a number of outlets, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and timesku.com slash podcast, along with a handful of other outlets. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter today at Cracker Jacks Pod. Hello, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Cardboard and Cracker Jacks podcast. I'm your host, Tampa Tones. Welcomed in alongside by our great co-host, Coach G. We'll bring him in here shortly. We got a shorty but a goodie today. We got a lot to break down and a lot to talk about here, including the White Sox. Biggest move, perhaps, of the offseason yet. Coach G is cheesing, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on that shortly. Uh, without, uh, I'm just going to mention something quick. We're just going to do a rundown this episode of a couple hobby boxes that I had my eye on that surprised me in prices of all sports. Uh, that's going to come at the end of the episode. We're going to, of course, open with the White Sox news, then we're going to get into some baseball news, and then we're going to talk about anything we may have gotten, then we're going to end with the box that I want to talk about. Man, I am excited to talk White Sox baseball with my buddy here. The Cubs aren't doing much. Uh, we did get rid of Kyle Schwarber officially. He's a member of the Nationals, so we got that to talk about as well. Without further ado, Billy G, Coach G, how we doing, my brother? I'm great. Today's a great day. Hockey is back with the NHL and my high school team that I coach. We are finally back on the ice practicing at our normal rink that was closed down, I think, since December 1st. So, you know, uh, hopefully life's starting to turn around and get back a little bit of normalcy here. Um, I'm so excited to talk White Sox as well. Liam Hendricks, we got the Australian. Let's fucking go. The White Sox are making moves. We're making plays. We're going to the playoffs this year. We're going to win. We're going to make some noise. I am excited. And how, uh, how you know, you guys had Colomay last year who did pretty good, but Hendricks has been – one of the top closers, if not the top arm the past season and a half in baseball. How does it make you feel that the White Sox are able to get this done? And do you think that uh, Hendricks will last the longevity of his contract? You know, I, I'm really excited that they're able to get this done. It shows that. Uh, Let me finally... add real quick, too. We've seen what closer contracts could do in Chicago. You know, Craig Kimbrell, one of the best of all time. Let's hope this isn't that road for the White Sox. Yeah, so a little bit, a little bit different. Craig Kimball was elite for a long time, and when he came to the Cubs, I, I just think he, he didn't have, uh, you know, that energy left in the tank. You know, his, his arms getting a little bit diminished. He's getting older. Liam Hendricks, not, I mean, he's no spring chicken, but you know, his his last two years were outstanding, but the couple years before that, he was horrible. So. You know, it's it's one of those where you just kind of hope this guy kind of figured it out and he's going to continue with the success that he's been having. Yeah, and he kind of started as a starter and then he bounced around a couple of teams and then uh, he went to Oakland where he really really settled in. I had him in fantasy last year and uh, he helped me win second place and a good amount of money, so I want to thank Mr. Hendricks for that. But uh, just breaking down his career a little bit by little, uh, the interesting thing with Liam Hendricks is, like you said, he was kind of on the move. He bounced place to place. He wasn't your traditional baseball closer for the longest time. He actually started his career as a starter, which a lot of closers either start as a um, starter and end as a closer, start as a closer, and end as a starter. Man, that's kind of a tongue twister there. 
But um, <laughs> nonetheless, Liam Hendricks is this guy who has very good stats as a closer. Uh, over the last two years, he has a 1.78 ERA and 14 saves. And then the year before that, he has 1.8 ERA and 25 saves. Uh, before that, he bounced from Minnesota, where his ERA has been as high as 6.85 in a season. And then he went to Kansas City, where his ERA was 4.66. Toronto, where he's seen his ERA go as high as 6.08. But then you could see a click happen. It seemed like he went to a reliever, had a 2.92 ERA at 3.76, 4.22, 4.13, 1.8, 1.78. So it seems over the past two years, he's obviously really dominated. And then he's had a couple other good years as a reliever sprinkled in as well. Yeah, no, this guy, I remember watching him last year in the playoffs against the Sox. And he got lit up the first time we saw him. But the second time he's like, you know what, just going to throw my stuff. I believe he struck out the side to advance him to the next round. Yeah, and it is a record-breaking contract. According to CBS Sports, uh, the Chicago White Sox have made him. Uh, it, Jim Bowden confirmed the signing, the deal, $18 million a year. Hendricks breaks the record average annual value for a relief pitcher. So this is a record-setting deal. Um, it is a big fish. Those of you uh, saying, oh, Liam, it is a big fish, and it's probably going to be the biggest domino to fall for this White Sox team who's already added both Adam Eaton and Lance Lynn. Yeah, uh, and I, I still have a little bit of hope for Trevor Bauer. I, I know that they've spent this money. No it's chance. a little bit. No Come chance, on. and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. It's because he, he's one of those pretty boy fans, uh, you know, players who likes to be – lovey-dovey with his fans. Chicago fans are ruthless, uh, whether it's White Sox, uh, Bulls, Cubs, Bears, Blackhawks. You know, we're sons of bitches, and we, we do it with love, but we, we, we got a, uh, you know, we're stern but fair, and I, I just think Trevor Bauer kind of wants to be in a happy-go-lucky. I'm going to get paid. I'm not going to get booed. I'm going to uh, play baseball, and this is who I'm going to be. Uh, I don't know if he wants to come to Chicago, perhaps, and deal with that. I'm not saying the Sox can't get him. It's just one of those things on top of dealing with the old-fashioned coach like Larusa that kind of go hand-on-hand. You, you got old-fashioned coach. You got old-fashioned fans. You better be ready to play baseball in Chicago. We've seen what the Cubs just did. They weren't afraid to move on from Joe Madden. They weren't afraid to move on from a handful of others. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if that's his mindset, fuck it. Go to Toronto. The media ain't going to harp you like it would in a major market for baseball like L.A., Chicago, New York. Uh, they got their hands tied with the Leafs. And the, the media there for the Leafs, I feel bad for them because they get shredded. And, that, you know, and you see it every day. If you listen to sports talk radio in Chicago, what, what do they do all day long is just – Talk kill shit. the Bears. They hate. They hate the Bears. They hate Matt Nagy. They hate Ryan Pace. They hate the McCaskies. Can't blame them. What have they done? What have, What have you done for me now? They hate the Blackhawks. So, they used to hate the Bulls with Jim Boylan. They hate the Cubs. What they're doing. Uh, they hate Tony La Russa. And it, it, and they make one move to step forward, and you know what? The first thing that they do is just criticize it. So, you know. I, I wouldn't blame him for going to a smaller market where he's not going to be criticized for every single, uh, every single inning he pitches. But, you know, if he wants to win, Southside would love to have him. 
Yeah, and uh, can you guess the closer that Hendricks surpassed for the biggest contract of all time? This is kind of funny. He's a present closer, and um, he's been injury prone. I can, and you know what? He was a stud in his prime. When he was with the Cubs, he was pretty beast. And then, you know, he went to the Rockies. I'm going to go with Wade Davis. Yeah, it is Wade Davis, and man, oh, man, he has fallen apart. And let's hope Liam Hendricks uh, surmises. I think Liam Hendricks will be good. I think Liam Hendricks will be really good. I look forward to drafting him, hopefully, again, in fantasy baseball this upcoming season. Uh, actually, no, I hope White Sox fans overdraft the shit out of him, and then I'm going to get a closer. Either way, I'll be happy. Um, nonetheless, Bill, you think Sox are done? You think they're going to hit the pause? I know you said Trevor Bauer, but more realistic opportunities, you know, maybe a lesser name out there that the White Sox are interested in because let's be honest, they've already, you know, spent – 18 million on Hendricks, what, seven or eight million on Eaton, and uh, double digits on Lance Lynn. Um, you know, they're getting up there in paydays. They could probably bring in one or two guys uh, up to five to 10 million, but to me, I, I, I don't think they go too crazy. Yeah, you ready for this name I'm about to say? Uh, Jose Quintana. Jose Quintana. Quintana. Yeah, you could probably get him on a one-year deal, too. You could incentivize a lot of these deals to perhaps get these guys to be more motivated, too. I think that's what we should see moving forward in the near future in sports in general is incentive-based contracts. No, absolutely, and uh, it, it keeps guys accountable. If you're not going to perform, you ain't going to get paid. Sorry. You know, Jose Quintana was fantastic for the White Sox. He, I, I want to say when he was with us, he led the leagues in no decisions, which, you know, it, it meant he kept us in ball games, but our offense was not there. And then once he went to the Cubs, you saw, you know, their offense struggle, and then he struggled on top of that. So um, hopefully bringing him back to the south side where he's a lot more comfortable would help us in the back of the, you know, back of the starter, back end, you know, fourth or fifth guy. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I would love to have him back and see what he can do. It's kind of confusing, too, because you would figure the NL Central would be much easier to pitch in. Most of his time there, the pitcher hits. Most of his time there, the NL Central was a weaker of the two in terms of lineups and divisions. you think that Quintana would have did better with the Cubs, but perhaps the familiarity factor and the clubhouse being more of his heritage, uh, both of those factors could do him pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the funny thing is, is you hear a lot of Cubs fans – not like Quintana and not think he produced for them, but I don't have I a problem say, with the guy. You yeah. know, he just never got the job done. But I want to say, was it two or three years ago, the year that Darvish was injured? I think Quintana was your best pitcher. I think the year that you got him, he was lights out against Milwaukee, who you face 16 times a year. And, you know, I want to say he started your playoff game. So it's, it's a, everything in sports is what are you doing for me now? Not, you know, what, what did you do last season? So, People are more begrudged by the fact that he cost us assets and he was more of a liability, which isn't necessarily his fault. Uh, like you said, he's still at his moments, but at the end of the day, whatever he did um, doesn't trump what the trade uh, sent to the White Sox was with Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease. I mean, even if we sent Dylan Cease for him, you know, that's even a questionable trade. Even if yeah. we sent Eloy for him just one-on-one, -on -one, that's a ripoff. You know, it's just either way you look at it, not a good cookie crumbler for the Cubs. 
but at the same time, you can't look at it. Look at it. No, we were we were playing that to way. Win. Exactly, and you know what? And I, you you did better your ball club at the moment. Uh, did it kind of stunt your growth in the future? Possibly, but you know, you never know. You know, Eloy could be a flash in the pan. He could be horrible the rest of his career. Cease, you know, this might be his last year. You might never see him again. You never know with pitchers, and you know, I don't know. Eloy's a beast, though. <laughs> Eloy, whenever he's up, it's uh, dantalized, and it looks like he's going to hit a home run at the plate. So uh, Eloy and the White Sox look to keep building. And, uh, you know, with Tony LaRusso, they moved to ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. They're making all these moves. Billy, it sure does look like the White Sox are the new team in Chicago for now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I wish the best for the Cubs. I, I hope that they become competitive so that they can compete every year with the Sox. You know, those crosstown rivalries are the most fun when both teams are good. You know, you I don't think those Sox and Cubs talk, and they're like, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to take a couple <laughs> years off. You step up to the plate now. Oh, 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 hey, uh, Mr. Ricketts, you know, you guys step back this year. We're, we're going to take the throne. You know, maybe they do that to balance out the fan base. They might as well. Shit. But, like, the thing is, when both teams are good, it is so good for the city. You know, people go out to the games. They spend money. People go to the bars. They spend money. We do have breaking news, too. We do have. Yes. Did it, did it, did it, did it. Oh. What's your guess? Pedro Baez. So you already knew the breaking (laughs) news is free agent reliever. Pedro Baez is in agreement with the Astros at ring in just as the episode pretty much rang in a two-year deal. It says the Astros were hot on the pursuit of Liam Hendricks and they got their consolation prize in Pedro Baez. So that's an interesting one. Billy, what do you think of that move? You know, I, I, I kind of like it for the Astros. You know, I, I hate the Astros. They are cheaters. I know uh, our other co-host is uh, a big Astros fan, Asterix fan. Where the hell's he been? Dude, fuck him. <laughs> Come on, bro. We love the no, I'm just kidding. I love, I love Samurai. He was a great softball teammate. Um, good Man, guy, good friend. But holy shit, that team fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, Mets have looked at Albert Almora. What do you think there? Uh, you, you know what? He he'd actually be kind of a decent fit for the Mets. Is that yeah. is that weird to say? I, they've spent a lot of money and they want to win. He'd be a pretty good uh, depth piece for them. You know. Well, Big Re can put him in the top three uh, Cubs still of importance. So that shows right there how big of a piece Almora is. Maybe he knew that the Mets were going to get him. Maybe our guy Mike Martinez, and you're making a face right now. Maybe my guy Big Rick knew. Huh? Yeah, he may have known, but does he know? The kid ain't that good. Yeah, come on, <laughs> Elmore. You don't want his 240 and his, uh, you know, I mean, no, in all seriousness, this kid was a great talent. And then he had a tragic thing happen. And ever since, it's not been pretty. Do you think that is the reason for his uh, demise? Sports are a head game sometimes. Sometimes you just get, you know, look at Josh Hamilton. Um, He tossed a ball, somebody lost their life, and he was never the same in baseball. Albert O'Mora hit a foul ball, smacked someone in the face, never the same. There's people, these unfortunate, sad things happen. 
and sometimes you just can't recover. It's just tragic, and it's it, that's why they're called accidents. Yeah, but they got the nets lined up along the sides now. It shouldn't even it shouldn't even cross his mind. I mean, there was no fans last year at the stadium. What's he gonna have? Is he scared to hit a cardboard cutout? Come on. I mean, I, I, dude, I get what the if he has game. anxiety? Well, oh, okay, well. You never know. What if this causes him, you know, we know people with anxiety who struggle, you know. What What if, you never know if he is that, but it, it's, it's just hard to see, man. Yeah, well, we put it that way. Now I feel like an asshole, but. No, you're not. But, a, I'm saying, but, though. But. Just every time he steps up to the plate. I would be too if a guy is throwing 99 miles per hour. Exactly, but yeah, we'll oh. see if he could re. We'll we'll see if he could rebound. Uh, the Mets made other moves, obviously trading for Lindor and um, Carlos Carrasco. Real quick before we uh, talk about some other moves and shift gears here, uh, what do you think about that? I'm so happy this guy is out of our division. Oh my god, Lindor is such a talent, and so is uh, Carlos Carrasco. Uh, you know, I know. I don't know his numbers from last year per se, but it was a bounce back year because he did beat cancer, which is awesome. Good for him. And I'm excited to see what Carrasco does with the rest of his career. Uh, but yeah, Lindor. Oh my God. Thank God. I don't got to see him, you know? Every yeah. yeah. In the NL, uh, that division is stacked, man. You got the nationals uh, two years ago, world series, Phillies, obviously loaded, the Mets are loading up. The Marlins playoff team last year. And the Braves, we know what the Braves could do too. Yeah. The one thing is, I don't know if the Marlins are going to be able to continue the success that they had last year. Come on. I, I, no, honestly, I think it's a flash in the pan with, with a shortened season. I think they were able to sneak into the playoffs, and I don't think they have the depth to make it the whole way. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for Miami to obviously do that. Um, they just don't have the funds to do that, let alone other things. And uh, I do wish them the best because they are a fun young team ran by Derek Jeter. They did get Starling Marte last year too. So uh, you never know what they could do. That is fair. I forgot all about that. Uh, but here on Cardboard and Cracker Jacks, we're going to shift board from the Cracker Jacks to the Cardboard here as we wrap up. Billy, I want to ask you something here. Uh, about a hobby box that stumbled across my attention the other day. It's $17,500. Yep, made me quiver to 2020 Bowman Transcendent Collection Baseball Case. So in this you get, um, let's see, 150 card Bowman icon set number to 130 Transcendent Collection autographs number to 25 or less including two numbered one-of-one one red, rose gold, or platinum parallels, one Vladimir Guerrero Jr. or Jordan Alvarez through the years autograph card numbered one-of-one, one, one 1995, or 1955 Bowman Baseball Superfractor autograph numbered one-of-one, one, one oversized 1955 Bowman Baseball cut signature numbered one-of-one, one graded Bowman buyback card, one VIP transcendent party invitation, only 100 guests allowed. So there's only 100 of these boxes made. Um, it seems like you get a lot of one-on-ones, including a Jordan Alvarez or Vladimir Guerrero Jr., including a cut signature from 1955. That could be big money. Would you 
put some risk in it if you had the money for seventeen thousand five hundred. Seventeen out oh, shit. I thought you said seventeen hundred. I'm like, let's buy a box. Seventeen thousand, yeah, I'm out. Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's big I mean, money, man. I mean that's that's cool and all for you know those top end collectors, but you know, uh You're really hoping for, you know, those high end cards to get you two to three grand per and Exactly. You're hoping for at least one of those cards to value the entire box. And the time by the time fees are done, it's gonna be looking ugly. Oh, absolutely. So, how do you how do you get invited? You said it's a hundred people are invited to this. So you get a it's like Willy Wonka where you get a golden ticket inside the box, but instead it's an invite uh, for the transcendent party. I mean. It's pretty incredible what uh, card companies could do nowadays. Uh, it's really just down to three of them. So, you know, they could have the funds and money to do stuff like this when the, given the opportunity. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. When, when I like, talk to somebody about collecting and, and cards, they're like, oh, like you still do that. Like, as in like, th- they did that when they were kids. But like me and you, me and you love opening boxes and packs and people don't realize how much money is actually in the game still. I, gonna, I think this is a growing right now. Okay. Alexander Madison. Delvin Cook. Wait, Bill, that's one card? Yep. Alexander Madison's rookie year. Delvin Cook's second year or third year, number to 10. That's sick. Or number to 15, I'm sorry. Okay. Cards like that, bro. Just you know, that just like you can't beat it's, it. It's just incredible. Just people don't understand the value like that, and it honestly makes me wonder when me and you were kids, how many cards we let go to waste. You know, and speaking of, I actually just went to my parents' house a couple of weeks ago, and I grabbed all my binders and boxes full of cards, and uh, my roommate and I just been you know shuffling through them. You know the. There's nothing too special in them, but there's some pretty sweet cards. And I'm like, oh, man, like, I, w- I wonder if this could go in for anything. I got to shuffle through uh, yours here. I still got a couple of your good ones here, too. Where? Can't go wrong with my Yeah, cards. I actually <laughs> found a – when I was going through my kid cards real quick here before we wrap up, I found a uh, LeBron James rookie piece of floor card. That's probably worth good money, but too bad, yeah. you know, didn't, didn't keep it in the best condition. Yeah, no, uh, growing up I had a dog And the dog would tend to get into some some things Yeah, next thing you know It's just eating my cards I'm like, well Could have been money So I got like like 30 or 40 cards Just all chewed up And I'm like, oh no (laughs) This one could get chewed for God's sakes Uh, Brock Osweiler, rookie patch auto That had potential at one time Hit the bed That's why cards are beautiful (laughs) It's a gamble. You never know what the hell you're, you know, keep, sell, what you should do. Absolutely. I remember I pulled that Sam Darnold rookie auto, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And then uh, it's like, come on. He's not even starting all the games. He could start. His stock could rise. You know, I'm hoping he gets traded because in New York, he's not going to succeed. Honestly, you know where I would like to see him end up is Indianapolis. Nico Horners. Wow. Is that the same same card? One I pulled them in the same box. One's the base, one's version, and one's numbered to 150. They're Bowman Sterling. That's sick. And for all of our listeners, you'll have to check out our Instagram. 
uh, Tones will post those. Yeah, I, I got to start posting more on our Insta. I'm going to start posting more collectibles and more cards. Uh, a lot of good stuff you're going to be seeing. Uh, used to be a per, uh, personal page, so turning more so to a fun page. We're going to keep posting collectibles that we have. Billy, any last thoughts before we wrap up this tremendous episode of the Hendrix recap, the hobby, just everything we've talked about? Yeah, a couple things. I just want to say thoughts and prayers to the Lasorda family. We lost a legend. A legend. A damn legend. A damn legend. Some of his rants are the funniest manager rants I've seen on YouTube. Uh, You know, I wish I was young enough to remember his glory days, but – you know, we're subjected to YouTube now, and that's kind of how we have to live. Well, you know, we might not have that soon enough either, so. Oh, wow. So, uh, and also, I was thinking, is there a way that we can get the fans more involved and maybe do like a box break with them? Yeah, absolutely. I got a YouTube. I, I could fire it up. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, just an idea that popped in my head. Maybe uh, I'll transcend maybe. the Tone Sports Cards YouTube to Cardboard and Cracker Jacks. We could do a box. We'll each buy a box, and we could have a pack war where me and you go pack for pack. Whatever pack wins, they keep the cards. That so, sounds sick. So it's like we each buy the same box. You'll buy it from one place, and I'll buy it from another place just in case, like, you know, so there's no – if one, one guy could fucking run shit. You, you never know. know with our boy Tom. Come on. I, I love the guy. We'll both we'll get, go to Tom. Well, we'll go to we're, Tom. We're going we'll go to get some Tom. products and, you know, let's go this weekend, man. Why not? Hey, I'm in. Let's go. I'm in. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually itching to open some wax. It's been a long time. I have, yeah, I haven't, like, I don't think since the summer. I, I, have bought, a package, like, a, I have a package of cleats and whatnot outside. I can't wait to bust open, but I haven't opened one. Can't No, I got our... Wow. Alex Tanny cleats. He was an old QB for us. And then I got, uh, have you seen the movie, The Replacements? I have. I got the Martell's Warren jersey from that movie, the quarterback. No yeah. Pretty <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. Pretty OG. A Bucks punters game used jersey. Just a handful of goodies. All right. All right. I saw that you got that, uh, that piece of uh, was it Raymond James Stadium, that poster that was hanging up there. Yep, I saw uh, that on your Instagram over the weekend. That's sweet. The Sundays this fall with Cameron Bright. I actually have a nice little Cam Bright collection going. So I can't beat it. Yeah, we'll have to make a run this weekend for sure. My man, any last words or thoughts uh, before we head out? No, another great episode. I'm excited. You know, spring training is supposed to start next month. You, you never know with uh, how things are going to go with COVID. I know they have the dates, but let's cross our fingers, man. Absolutely. And I'm excited. Yeah. Absolutely. Another great episode. Uh, hope you have a good week. Yeah, you too, to man. All I the hope listeners, you... we love you. Be safe, listeners. And Billy, you have a great time at hockey tonight, bro. Uh, I appreciate it. Yep. Everyone, on behalf of Cardboard and Cracker Jacks, he's Coach G. I'm Tampa Tones. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, tremendous episode. White Sox keep building, Cubs keep falling. We'll see who ends up better. Obviously, more likely the Sox. Be on the lookout for our YouTube transversion. We're going to start, you know, getting guys or getting videos going to box breaks as soon as this weekend, perhaps. So exciting times ahead for Cardboard and Cracker Jacks. Thanks a lot. Enjoy your night. Be safe. Stay healthy. God bless. I've come to talk with you again. 
Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold